Yo, what is up guys? It's your boy KJ here and welcome to my first podcast. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to call this yet, but I'm going to be reviewing wrestling shows. I'm a long time wrestling fan and I've been wanting to do this for a long time, put my own input into the current product of what we have in the wrestling world today, which is not the best not the worst not no no it it no, why did i say not the worst is 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 pretty bad what we have right now <laughs> it's pretty bad but uh, i'll i'll tell you guys how i look at wrestling man i've been watching for a long time i'm 22 and there really isn't anything other than wrestling that i watch like <laughs> I, I i just really watch wrestling and youtube and that that's really it <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I've been watching since, uh, 2005, um, and even it's like, even if it's the most booty butt, bo- booty butt wrestling, man, <laughs> I'll still be watching the show, cause I, I just fucking, I love it, man, and, um, yeah, uh, man, wrestling's all messed up right now, uh, I feel like they lost um well first off the fans who were who are young and now have grown up to my age they grew up in the ruthless aggression where it was more um hard hitting uh had bigger stars uh better storylines um but also you know I'm coming as the perspective of yeah is it better back then uh, but I was a kid, so, you know, I, I really liked it. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a tough perspective to come from. I was a kid back then, but I totally think that that era was better than what we have now. And it's all about the storylines, man. Not just the storylines, the superstars. Making the superstars look larger than life. Having characters and, you know, something that you can get behind. Um... And that's huge for the kids, man. Like, when I was a kid, John Cena, huge John Cena stan. And now, the, like, I don't know about it. If anyone really watches WWE, man. <laughs> I mean, it. it's a taboo thing to talk about wrestling with people who don't watch wrestling anyway. Because they'll look at you like a fucker. <laughs> I'm going to try not my best... To not curse at all, too. This is a family-friendly environment. I want everybody to listen to my podcast. So if I go and curse by accident a couple times, it's just because I'm trying to talk without cursing. It's tough for me. (laughs) But anyway, um, back to the subject I was talking about. Um, So yeah, the storylines, they have to... They have to make the superstars bigger than life. I think that's the most important part, even above the storylines, is making these characters matter, man. Because what do they have right now that really grips you? Um, like, set, put, putting myself back in those kids' shoes, Roman Reigns is probably that right now, but they're pushing him as a heel because, oh, every 
everybody wanted him to be a heel, it would work so much better because we're grown men and want to see Roman Reigns be a heel and be nasty. <laughs> like, man, he's a star of the company. He needs to go and fucking push these, do these make-a-wishes, man. He needs to do the all the things that John Cena did. He needs to... Be the the guy for the kids to look up to. This is what gets the big kid crowd. And we got all these grown dudes who just wanted to see Roman Reigns be a fucking... <laughs> be, a, be a heel that they're... <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I like the heel angle, but I just... I don't know about Roman Reigns being a heel. It's like... He's the quintessential babyface. The guy to go over, you know? Uh... They're pushing Drew McIntyre to be that now, but I just don't know if he has that mass appeal. If he has that mass appeal to, because he's Scottish, man. Nothing against Scottish people, but like, one's the he would be the first big Scottish uh, WWE star, and I still don't think that anybody knows who he really is. Like anybody who doesn't watch WWE knows who Drew McIntyre is, and he's been of a wrestler for like 20 years so this is just where i'm coming from i'm ranting a little bit but just on the current product but yeah what i care about more is the storylines and uh the characters mainly the characters being bigger than life um so that's what most of my uh reviews are going to be talking about and uh might as well get into it right now because i'm ranting a little bit so let's get into the review. So this is the uh, New Year's edition, Friday Night SmackDown. And I'll say Friday Night SmackDown has always been my favorite show. Uh, I just like SmackDown for some reason better than Raw. But anyway, um, so we start off. They have a little um, tribute to uh, John Huber. Uh and rest in peace to him, man. The outpouring of love that has came out for this guy. Man, I did not know what a good family man this guy was. And just what a good overall person he was. To, like, everyone has said great things about this guy. So rest in peace uh, to him. So we start off with a vid uh, from last Friday. The steel cage match between Reigns and Owens. And I'll say I like this feud. It's built up properly. And Owens is, I love Owens, he's mad good, and Reigns is a star, he's the best in the company, no doubt, uh, I kind of wish that he was the face again, but <laughs> I am enjoying the, the heel Reigns, um, but yeah, in that video, which I'll also be saying, I haven't been really watching week to week, I have been catching up with it of late, but, you know, I'm still going to be getting back in the loop of watching it week to week, so I won't be up on the storylines to tippy-top shape, but I know pretty much everything that's going on right now. Uh, I keep up on everything. And um, for the reviews, uh, I'm going to basically be doing whatever I could do for right now. <laughs> I'm still figuring out how to do all this stuff. So to even... Uh, podcast is hard for me right now to <laughs> get my mic to work. <laughs> so uh, I want to eventually have like a webcam and, you know, make it really nice, you know, 
have that good intro, everything. So everything will get better in time. And for right now, this is what we got. But we are making chicken shit or chicken salad after out of chicken shit. I don't even know if that makes sense. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and I got a fucking curse again. I fucking curse again. <laughs> Work with me, guys. It's going to be hard for me. This is my first time. Breaking my podcasting virginity. <laughs> so, Roman Reigns comes out with Paul Heyman and Jay Uso. And what's with this dude, Paul Heyman, man? Bro. Why does this guy get so much praise? Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> not not uh, not overall, but why is he getting so much praise for this role with Roman Reigns, man? Like, has he really done anything? He just stands behind Reigns and makes fucking faces. <laughs> he just stands behind Roman Reigns, like, a <laughs> goo. Like, bro, he's, like, staring at him at, like, fucking... <laughs> My bad, guys, again, the cursing. No more cursing. But, uh, <laughs> dude just... He, he'll come out each entrance, and he'll just be making random faces. And I get that he has the backstage moments, uh, but he doesn't talk like he does with um, Brock Lesnar and... I don't really see any big point to Reigns having Paul Heyman other than the storyline, which is that he makes the moves backstage, he's his advocate, whatever. I don't know what he really does, but <laughs> and I'll get that into that later with um, what happens later in the show. But, so yeah. Roman Reigns taking forever to get to the ring. Yeah, he t he was really walking slow. He usually takes his time, but this <laughs> dude took forever to get to the ring. Um. Oh yeah, and also, what's with the gray? Roman's aging. I don't know how old this man is, but this man already has gray in his beard. I thought he was pretty young. Um, but Roman says 2020 has been rough. He says when you're the head of the table, you gotta make it work. Everything he touches turns to greatness. He says he saved Paul Heyman. <laughs> and um, the most genuine, honest man he's been in the biz with, he's call he calls him. Um, he says Jay Uso is a prime example of what he is. Says Jay Uso had the best year of his career because of Roman Reigns taking him under his wing. Um, he says he did this because he knows who Jay is, and he says uh, that's why he's main event Uso, and he loves him. So, a little bit of gloating from Reigns, showing how he's in control of everyone. He has my respect now. Uso has my... And I like that. How they beat Uso. <laughs> how he beat Uso in. And he's making him do all his work now. The family man. Once they get the uh, Jimmy back, it's going to be good. The whole faction. Uh, so KO comes out. And Rain says, nobody wants to see you. Go away. He calls him uh, the cockroach who won't die. Uh, he says he was a social media sweetheart for a couple weeks. Um, but now he says, or he made him a social media sweetheart for a couple weeks in their feud, 
But now he says KO is embarrassing him and tonight is for Jay and the family. Also, one other thing I want to say. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree of how... Like, the way they did Uso joining Reigns, perfect. I love those matches, and I like... I, lo I love those matches. They're really good. And uh, the storyline up to the point when Uso keeps interfering in every single match that Reigns has, it just ruins the... To me, the badass factor that Reigns has. Reigns shouldn't have any help with beating these people, man. <laughs> Reigns could beat these people, man. <laughs> I don't think he needs help, but it gets him. It's getting him over as a heel, so I understand that. And this is really the first big story, like real good story that WWE has done in a while. So I'm gonna cut him some slack on that. Anyway. Um, KO end up, ends up saying that uh, him standing here tonight means that Reigns failed in taking him out. He says that he tried to end his career, but he says that he's still here. So he should be embarrassed that Jay has to help him, which is a good uh, dig by Owens, what I was just saying. He says the big dog is long gone replaced by a giant bitch. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and then KO challenges Jay Uso, says when he's done with him, uh, he says that his cousin and the family will have nothing to celebrate. So they cut to the match flow, showing Big E winning the IC title. I'll talk a little bit about um, IC's title scene real quick. Uh, Big E getting it. Eh, I'm, I'm not the hugest fan of Big E, but like... He's a, he's a big guy, and he can work good. Um, he's dependable. I don't know the last time he got injured. Maybe he did get injured like a year ago, but he's dependable, and I think he'll be good. He just has to get his character over a little bit more. I don't really know what he goes for, like just gyrating hip guy in the new day. is <laughs> his character. <laughs> Funny guy in the new day. But... He just needs to make himself, I think, a little bit tougher. And Sami Zayn, man, I've been loving his work of late. I, I am generally biased towards heels, but uh, <laughs> when they work, when it makes sense to be a heel. But I love the work that Sami Zayn does. And every time he comes and does commentary, oh my god, I start cracking up. It's so funny. <laughs> It's hilarious to me. I, I don't know why I find him so funny. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, and in that match flow, he's crying. Because like, I, I missed the, the episode last week. This dude is bawling his eyes out after he lost the match. <laughs> Had me dying. Um, but King Corbin ends up coming out. And he has some Knights of the Lone Wolf. I don't know who these people are. They got hoods, and they got dress shoes, and black jeans. So, good for them. Um, their names are Blake and Cutler. Um, I'm pretty sure I know who they are. I just I couldn't really see their faces, and I couldn't know by Blake and Cutler. Just two normal names. So, I don't know who they are. Sami Zayn is on commentary, as I said. He said he wasn't defeated. He was ousted. He says it's all conspiracy. <laughs> and he's in works with Michael Moore. <laughs> um, 
So Big E versus King Corbin happens. Um, I don't have much, uh, which how I'm going to talk about how I'm going to review the matches now. Um, I don't have any star count. <laughs> no, man, I, I ain't here to really make fun of anyone. Uh, like, I want to love everyone in the wrestling community. I want the wrestling community to come together, man, and make it more normal. <laughs> like, there's a big divide between uh, what people call smarks, uh, marks, uh, Clark Starks. I don't even know these fucking names, man, but <laughs> this is what makes people not... And this is also what makes people think that wrestling fans are dumb as hell when they go and they're like, oh, I want to learn more about wrestling, and they look up some dude, <laughs> he's talking... Yeah. The freaking marks don't know the work rate, or the smarts don't know the work rate of my match of the, and screw the smarts and screw the, the whatever and the other side, screw the whatever who don't want to see work rate and everything and the big divide between work rate and storytelling right now. Uh, but it all needs to come together, man. Right now we have the best wrestlers ever, and a lot of you guys are. Not the best wrestlers character-wise, but I'm talking about work rate. These guys can go off. They can give amazing matches for however long, man. <laughs> it's crazy. And if we could just get that storytelling character larger-than-life aspect to come back, man, I think that the wrestling scene could get really popular right now. Um... So yeah, that's a little bit on that. And wrestling fans need to stop making this a niche community. Start start telling your start telling your friends, start trying to get some people to watch it. It's not normalized. <laughs> and the way we talk about it, we make it look so stupid. <laughs> a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, but this is the stance I take. Is <laughs> We need to stop um, just criticizing everything. Wrestling fans are way too overcritical. Watch the show. I get that it's ass right now. I get that the image isn't exactly what you want. It's PG. It's um, more pushed to that. I don't know the the work rate audience, man. But come on, man. We need the support and we need good reviews. Just, I don't know, just bringing it together, man, on both sides. So, yeah, that's what I got to say on that. I don't even know, I just went off on a tangent right there. <laughs> but anyway, back to this. Um, so, yeah. And the way, I was gonna add, I was going to talk about how I'm going to review these. So, no stars, no anything. I'm just going to say what type of match I thought it was. Did it suck? Was it good? Was it really, really good? Was it amazing? You know, I'm just going to use those type of words to describe what I thought of the match. Um, and I'm going to give you guys, like, the the big impact moves of the match. But I don't have time to write down every single move. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, there nothing really happened in this match. Um, it was more to set up the tag team match that would happen after. But Zayn on commentary again, he says... Uh, karmic justice in this uh, I don't know why I wrote this but karmic justice in this unjust world I thought that was a good line 
<laughs> Karmic justice in this unjust world. <laughs> big E hits uh, the big ending on uh, Baron Corbin going to pin him. And then Sami Zayn ends up attacking uh, Big E. Uh, Big E gets the win on disqualification. Uh, ends up being a three-on-one attack with the the knights, the dudes in the hoods. Uh, Apollo Cruz comes out for the save. He hits his crazy back body drop on one of the the knights. Man, this dude went flying. This dude <laughs> went flying over the top rope. Um, he ends up military plus press slamming uh Sami Zayn over the top rope um so yeah the match was just to set up the tag team match tag team match uh Apollo and Big E versus Zayn and Corbin uh Zayn tags himself in <laughs> he would do this throughout the match uh Corbin would just keep getting more pissed and pissed each time it happened um Corbin's working the match he hits a corner clothesline toss to the outside uh, the Knights end up attacking, ganging up on him. Uh, Sammy ends up tagging himself in again. Uh, and that's when he's, around this time is when he starts arguing with the Knights <laughs> outside. Had me laughing, man. He's so funny. <laughs> this, just his character he has right now where he has to wiggle himself out of every situation. He has to be the, the top guy, has to make himself look good. Oh, man, it's so funny. And he's, he, he ends up arguing with them the whole match. Um, so Cruz hits a big scoop power slam. Ends up getting the hot tag to Big E. Big E hits those crazy overhead throws. Uh, belly to belly. Um, and then the giant splash on Corbin. Corbin ends up reversing a couple moves. Hits a deep six for a two count. Uh, Zayn still arguing with the Knights outside. He says that <laughs> you should be working for me. You should be following me. <laughs> uh, Zayn says we are on the same team. Uh, like everyone, calm down. We're on the same team. But then Corbin and and the <laughs> Knights just said, "F this, we're out." Uh, they leave him in the ring. Cruz ends up hitting the power bomb and whatever that's called and. Biggie and Cruz pick up the win as Cruz pins Zane. So I, I'd say it's an okay match. Pretty good. Um, Adam Pierce is backstage. Um, Owens goes up to him. He wants to fight Jay Uso, as he said in the beginning of the show. Um, he says this isn't the Adam Pierce that he knows where he references the armory or something. I don't know what he was talking about. Uh, People are going to get on me for that, too. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, says he can't give you... Uh, or Pierce ends up saying that he can't give Jay Uso the match because Heyman and Reigns are giving the orders to him right now. Um, again, I'm just getting back into the storylines and everything. So, like, in-depth in the storylines. So I don't know when they started making moves backstage, which would, which is what Heyman should be doing. That's what his role should be in this. He should be manipulating the general manager and everything. So good on them. They did a little bit in the, of this in this show. KO says that um, he wants Roman instead then if he's not going to give him Jey Uso. Um, K 
KO says, everyone wants to see KO beat Jey Uso. And this is uh, amazingly enough for Adam Pearce to just say, oh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> so he's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, you got it, man. <laughs> Which, by the way, Adam Pearce is the most boring general manager ever. When did general managers get boring? Why do we have the most boring general managers now? Johnny Saint, William Regal, freaking Adam Pierce. These dudes do nothing. They have no, like, ugh. They, they have no charisma, no, no schmutz, no, no nothing, man. They just come out. Here's a match. I've made a match. <laughs> William Regal is a match. A match. They, William Regal has no charisma that they even on, on an episode of NXT I was watching the they did a whole promo of him acting as Teddy Long and making a tag team match and he, at the end of it he goes playoff playoff <laughs> dude's ripping off a whole nother character he's ripping off a whole nother guy you get your own sayings man get your own Thing. Get yourself over, man. Like, shoot. <laughs> oh, William Regal, man. You're just so boring now. They, they, I, I can't genuinely think of any, like, funny, great moments of William Regal as a general manager. Or back in the day, yes, but not now. Like, NXT, William Regal, I really can't think of anything. Um... Adam Pierce, again, nothing comes to mind of him. <laughs> and um, Johnny Saint, I don't watch NXT UK all that much, so maybe I'm missing something there, but what, what I've seen from him, it's the same. Um, so Biggie and Cruz are backstage. Kayla Braxton comes up. She says, congrats. She asks uh, Big E, what can they expect from him in 2021? Big E says that the kids show him affection. He's a fighting champ. <laughs> and uh, he's going to issue an open challenge next week. As he's saying this, Cruz comes in. He's like, oh, I accept the the challenge. And uh, I've, I missed what they said after that. But they end up laughing. And apparently they have a, a match for the IC title next week. So that should be a good match. On to the next thing. We got the Riot Squad in the ring. The hottest woman in the WWE, Liv Morgan. My God. I'm in love with this woman. <laughs> she is beautiful. Um, they're in the ring. Uh, Billy Kay comes out. Uh, we think she's going to wrestle. Uh, she is not going to wrestle. No. Uh, Tamina comes out. So you think she's going to wrestle with Tamina? No. Natalia comes out. Ooh. <laughs> Natalia and Tamina come out together. Um, so Billy Kay is not wrestling. She's a manager apparently in this match. Um, yeah, I don't know what she's doing. She was managing Tamina and Natalia at the start of the match, but throughout the match, she ends up managing the Riot Squad. Um, so Liv Morgan starts off. She gets a victory roll for two count. Um, you hear Billy Kay just shouting the whole match loud. You don't even know what she's saying. At least 
say something funny or like charismatic. Don't just yell at the top of your lungs. Only Vicky Guerrero can do that and get it over. <laughs> Come on. Um so yeah, she's just shouting and nobody knows what she's saying, so it's like uh just noise uh noise during a Tamina Natalia match. <laughs> <laughs> Tamina floors Ruby Riot with a uh, I don't know what she wrote or she she did but I just wrote that <laughs> a double Russian leg sweep by the Riot Squad ends up taking down Tamina um, that so that's when Billy Kay goes and ends up helping the Riot Squad uh, Tamina throws a super kick that totally misses uh, Liv Morgan rolls up Tamina and wins. Billy Kay thinks that she helps. She dances. This match sucked, but it was great to see Liv Morgan, so that was good. Uh, Sasha Banks ends up coming out. She's doing her dance, looking good. Um, then Bianca Belair, her tag team partner, comes out. Carmella then comes out. My God, how car how hot has Carmella gotten? Jesus, <laughs> by God. <laughs> But the thing that cracked me up, man, and again, uh, this is a family-friendly program, but they got some guy uh, <laughs> with, with her now, and uh, I think Corey Graves like pissed some up, someone off backstage because this is like a, a little cuck thing for <laughs> WWE likes to do this, man. Whenever someone fucks up in the backstage, they end up putting whoever they're dating with... <laughs> in the, with some type of, um, man, uh, <laughs> we saw this with Rusev, how they were cucking <laughs> with fucking Bobby Lashley, <laughs> and now we got a little cuck action with, uh, Corey Graves over here, Michael Cole was freaking laughing, man, Corey Graves was trying to keep it all together. I love the chem chemistry between them. And um, I'm usually never a Michael Cole fan, but I, I love the chemistry between Corey Graves and Michael Cole. They know how to crack jokes at the right moment. And it, it's really funny. So they're laughing at the whole moment. <laughs> and yeah, it was funny. I don't know what Corey did backstage. or I could just be wrong. It could just be like another storyline. But it was just fun. The guy's name is Reginald or Somalia. I don't know what he said, but he's one of those uh, Somalier or the. Is that what he is? He's a. He said he's like the the Somalier to Carmella or something. <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah, Bailey comes out uh, after that. So it's Banks and, Bia uh, and Belair versus Carmella and Bailey. Um, Belair hits a drop kick. She hits some type of gymnastic uh, heel move. Knocks uh, uh, the person to, to the outside. Uh, Banks then hits a cross body from the apron to the outside. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bailey and Carmella are working over Belair. Which I think that's a proper uh, term for 
the tag team uh, working over an opponent, the the team is dominating them is essentially what it means. Um, they're they're working on Belair's left arm, which they started working on that, but they didn't really work on it for the whole match. Uh, so barely is talking trash to the guy outside. Um, Belair hits a vertical suplex. Um, but Carmella comes in, cuts off the tag to, uh, Sasha Banks. Inside cradle from Belair for a two count. Uh, Carmella talking some trash, says she's the best. Belair then, uh, gets out of whatever she was in, tags, uh, Banks for the hot tag. Uh, Banks is a knee to the face. Then she stands on Carmella's face, goes over into the corner, hits the double knees, then a running drop kick and a running knee strike. So good... Good chain of uh, moves there from Sasha Banks. Um, Bailey grabs uh, Bianca's hair, and uh, after she breaks up the pin, and she's holding it, but Bianca whips her hair back and whips Bailey into the steps. Um, Carmella hits a super kick, then a roll up happens. I, re- I lost track. It was a good match. Uh, was a- I was into it, so I stopped writing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks ends up in the bank statement, um, but the guy Reginald uh, uh, gets up on the uh, ring apron and distracts Sasha Banks. He gets into the ring, and this guy is mad short. It looked like Sasha Banks could could beat him up, and I'm no big guy either. I'm just saying, if you're gonna be in the re- <laughs> the wrestling world, like, you gotta look bigger than Sasha Banks, man. <laughs> But anyway, he's in the ring, and he does a little, um, I don't know, like a Circus Delay move where he rolls backwards, and he almost freaking nailed himself into the ropes, but he got through the ropes. And Corey Graves was kind of holding back a laugh there. He was, like, <laughs> perplexed about how bad the guy did that move. But then he gets back onto the uh, ring apron. This guy does a clean backflip. Um... So yeah, like everyone could do in the wrestling world. Woo, good job for you. Uh, he does a backflip, and <laughs> Carmella hits uh, the face buster, whatever finisher move is, and she pins Sasha Banks. So maybe Carmella is gonna end up getting the title shot again. Um, I already know she got one title shot. I think it's at the last. Yeah, she fit at TLC. No, maybe not. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think she faced her at TLC, but. Maybe she's getting the shot again. Who knows? I thought they were going to go with Bianca Belair. But we'll see what happens. Um, it's a, It was a good match, uh, this match. Uh, out of all the overflow of tag team matches tonight, this was the best one, uh, in my opinion. So, and I don't usually like women's wrestling that much, but this was really good. Uh, Reigns backstage... Rain says, uh, for everything he does for the company, the company doesn't appreciate him. Uh, I think that that could be said for every wrestler in WWE, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, He tells Heyman to find out who doesn't appreciate him. So I guess they missed the the segment. They weren't watching the show. Um, (laughs) And they didn't see what happened so he goes to find Adam Pierce or whoever um the street profits end up coming out um they cut the break come back and Sonya Deville is just walking backstage I think this was their return this was her return right 
Um, and no big return for her, just, oh, walking the backstage. <laughs> it will look really good. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, they could have brought her back better, man. Uh, like, just walk in the back. She did a little wink to Ruby Riot, and that was it. So, what a comeback for Sonya Deville. Uh, so, um, Street Profits are in the ring. Montez Ford is saying that he's ready. I don't know what you guys think about the Street Profits. I think they're incredibly talented in the ring. They put on amazing matches, but man, they cannot get me to laugh one bit. I, they're just not funny. <laughs> I don't know why, I just can't find them funny. Um... Nothing against them. They're just not funny. Um, so he's singing that he's ready. It's the New Year's Smoketacular. They dance. Uh, Dawkins says that 2020 has to go. Ford says that they have had a great year in 2020. They beat the New Day. They won the Slammies. Dawkins says 2021 will be bigger. Then they have a big reveal and it's a drum set. And I don't know if Dawkins knew how to play the drums, but if he did, it was ass. <laughs> he could not play the drums. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't play the drums. Um, but he ends up playing the drums, and it didn't sound good. Um, so they end up doing their 2021 predictions. Their first one is that some shirt they made will be the best. I think it was the Sami Zayn one they were saying uh, that they put a piece of tape over. It will be the hottest selling merch, they said. Um, then Montez Ford starts doing an Oprah impression. He's like, you get a prediction, you get a prediction. Bruh, it's not funny. He says the Stim Simpsons don't even have predictions like this. It was a, That's an okay joke, but it didn't make me laugh. Um... Then they end up nicknaming Ziggler the Heartache Kid, which they have been going at Ziggler uh, for a long time with these Shawn Michaels jokes. The first time he cracked it, I, I was laughing, but as he keeps going, it just gets more unfunny and unfunny. Um, so they end up coming out and attacking um, Dawkins and uh, Ford, and I was laughing because I thought that Dawkins just fell over on the drum set forward, <laughs> but then I I saw that they were there and beating him up, and I was like, oh, damn, he didn't fall forward. <laughs> that would have been funny, but Runit and Ziggler attack the Street Profits. Um, Rude comes from the, the back, hits Dawkins, pushes over the drums, um, then Rude hits a chair shot to Dawkins on the outside, uh, then they start working on the leg of Ford. They put his leg up against the post. Chair shot. Uh, then Ziggler gets the chair. Chair shot again on the outside. Um, and Rude says, Happy New Year. And they leave. And they have decimated the Street Profits. So that was... That was... Uh, okay. They're building towards um, that feud again. I feel like I've already seen this feud. I feel like I've already seen this match a couple times. Um... But they, they put on good matches, so I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Um, yeah. So, Zig and Rude are backstage. Uh, Braxton 
asks them what is the reason for their attack. Uh, Ziggler says that the Street Profits have been pr uh, provoking them for months. Um, Ziggler says that someone isn't on his level. I thought he said HPK isn't on his level. I w if he really said that, <laughs> I don't know what this dude was smoking, but... <laughs> But I think he says that the Street Profits are not on his level, so... Yeah. Uh, Root says that they have uh, something they deserve, which are the titles. Ziggler says that you want to know what champs look like, this is what they look like. Ziggler says that they demand a rematch and they won't stop until they get one. This sounded like a, a WWE 2K backstage, like the ones they do for your My Career. Uh, he's not on my level. I deserve the championship, and I will get my rematch. Like, <laughs> it didn't sound that good. Uh, so, yet another tag team match starts. Um, Daniel Bryan and Otis come out with uh, Chad Gable. So, Otis has Chad Gable as his manager now, which I kind of like. Like, to be honest, it's kind of... Uh, they, were, they were hyping up uh, Top Team... Uh, which is MMA. I think that's Daniel Cormier's gym, if I'm not mistaken. Team Alpha or Top Team. I'm not sure, but I could be wrong. They could. It could just be the the team that he has or whatever on his, his WWE. He calls himself the Top Team or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that is an MMA gym. <laughs> American Alpha Top Team. I could be wrong, though. I could, I could just be messing that up. <laughs> Anyway, but it's cool. He's a legit amateur wrestler, been to the Olympics, and I think that he can make Otis look more legitimate um, because his character is just that he's a goof and he's supposed to be funny, but he's not all that funny. Like, when you get really down to it, he really isn't that funny, and I think they they figured that out once the, the hype died down around him. That he he just wasn't this big funny character that he that he thought he had the mass appeal that he did, um, so yeah I think this will make him look more legitimate and it will make his work look more uh, legitimate because when you have a goof like that and you're watching him wrestle, it's like oh he's he's big and fat and he's gonna do the funny moves you know you don't take anything he's doing. Uh, serious when this guy is ultra athletic big man who can do these crazy moves work at a, a extremely fast rate and he just doesn't get the credit he deserves so I feel like this will give him a more legitimate look uh, so yeah they come out with Chad Gable yes chance all around then Cesaro and Nakamura come out which what are they doing what, did, these guys should be on their own uh, I knew they were with Zane, but Still, these guys should be on their own. They're both stars. Uh, not Cesaro, because he doesn't have... I mean, why did I just say that? They're, they're not really stars. They're like... They, they, yeah, they're not really stars, unfortunately. But I like them a lot. Um, so Nakamura comes out to his uh, stupid rap theme song, which he should have just kept the first one, man. <laughs> Which, I'm, I'm gonna get hate probably for saying Nakamura and Cesaro aren't stars. But Cesaro could be. He just has to get that promo down, man. He just... He's just big guy who wrestles and does wrestling moves. That's all he is. 
And Nakamura, you can't understand what he's saying, so it's hard for his character to come out. But even he has more charisma than Cesaro, and you don't know what he's saying half the time. <laughs> even he has this cool artist look, you know? Like, it is, it's tough. It's tough. Cesaro, I always think he could be the top of the top if he just had his, uh, his his character and his promos down, man. Um. So yeah, they do this stupid scene, man. It, it had me dying laughing. <laughs> Where they're training. Um, for anybody who's wrestled, it's like all hip movement or whatever. They're training hips for the takedown, and fucking <laughs> he just keeps humping him in his freaking butt, man. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's just humping this man in his butt. <laughs> this big Otis. The big thick Otis. <laughs> he just go all up on that man. <laughs> and they had him keep doing it. He was like, huh. <laughs> 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 so then Nakamura and Cesaro come up to him. They're like, what the what the F is going on over here? Daniel Bryan's like, I'm training my hips. For the Royal Rumble with the, the wrestler Trad Gable and Otis. And I just keep humping his butt, man. I just can't stop. I'm I'm a I'm on fire, man. <laughs> uh, Nakamura ends up saying that Brian winning is a funny joke. Funny joke. So match starts. Monkey flip by Daniel Bryan. Uh, they tag or Cesaro tags to Nakamura. Uh, Nakamura tags back to Cesaro. I miss the moves that they did. Cesaro catches Brian on the outside off a suicide dive. Throws him up. Hits him with the European uppercut. That was great. Um, Otis was running then. <laughs> and they didn't know. I guess they missed the commercial break cue. And Otis is just running really, really slow. And then he just cut to break it. It made me laugh for some reason. Uh... Nakamura and Cesaro are uh, working over Brian the whole match. Uh, Cesaro throws Brian off the table, then rolls him back into the ring, hits an elbow drop, tilt the world slam by Cesaro, two count. Uh, then he throws Brian back out to the outside. Nakamura hits a running knee lift on the apron, uh, another two count on Brian. Then Brian tosses Nakamura to the outside, hits a hot tag to Otis. Otis with the overhead throw. Uh, and then a huge clothesline. He was looking like he was trying to prove something tonight, and I know all those reports were coming out that he had to go back to the performance center, and, yeah, pal, you have to learn your, uh, your wrestling a little bit more there, pal. Uh, I don't really know if your, uh, moves are, uh... <laughs> I just like Otis. I don't know why, but I, I think he's just a really great wrestler. He's just been putting in this stupid gimmick. <laughs> And he has to do the, the caterpillar every week, man. Whenever a wrestler gets that type of move, I'm not talking about like a rock people's elbow or a Hulk Hogan leg drop. That's like fine. But like a gimmick gimmick finisher, like a stink face. Like you're going to be in the mid card for your whole life. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's the way it is. It's the way it is. And when you have a caterpillar worm elbow drop man you're not getting out of the mid card it's unfortunate and he is so talented he's so tired we just wish he did it had a, a different character um 
I mean, at least work on your comedy a little bit more. You can get that ca comedy uh, character over. You just need to be funnier. Um, so, yeah, let me get back to where I was. Uh, Brian tosses Nakamura to the outside. They hit the hot tag to Otis. Overhead throw. Clothesline. Corner splash. He hits the caterpillar. He reels. It's 2021, baby! <laughs> he hits the elbow drop. Uh, Nakamura breaks up the cover. Uh... Otis misses that second rope splash. Uh, tag to Nakamura. Uh, Otis throws Nakamura down. Uh, he ends up tagging Brian. Brian off the top rope, sunset flip, uh, rolls him up. Um, Brian then backflips over Nakamura. Nakamura ends up hitting a kick. Otis is sent to the outside. Um, Nakamura rolls up uh, Brian for a two count. Brian ends up getting in the yes lock and gets Nakamura to tap out. Brian and Otis win, and they are pushing this wrestling gimmick for uh, uh, Otis, and I like it, man. It's good, and they end up doing the little hip stance at the end. I like that. <laughs> it's all about the hips. <laughs> so that was good, and it, the match was good. It was a good match. Um, Reigns is backstage again. Heyman comes up in his little little face, his little hmm, oh I'm scared of the big the big dog. <laughs> uh Heyman tells him uh, it was Pierce that made the match. And then Reigns just I don't know, I thought he was gonna make it like a decision or something uh, to do to Pierce, but he's just like Show him why we're the best and he sends Jay Uso out. So that was all what that was. He was like, you're showing why you're the main event. Uso, they're trying to take what we are. Respect us. I'm the head of the table. Tribal Chief. You know you know how the Tribal Chief does. He, he's just getting Jey Uso to go out there and do the stuff. Uh, so KO makes his entrance. Then Jey Uso. Uh, the match starts with a brawl. Good. That's what it should be. It should be bad blood brewing between these guys. Uh, KO hitting uh, boots in the corner. Uh, running clothesline on the outside to the senton. Then he gets him back into the ring for another senton. Two count uh, for KO. And KO ends up targeting his left leg, which was was cool. And I like the the work here by Corey Graves also getting over that KO is exposing Uso's weakness. He's exposing that leg that was injured at TLC. And they're not supposed to show any weakness, which is a good point that... Good, good work by Corey Graves getting the story over. This is what the announcers have to do. It's been a, a it's been lacking by the announcers. Good work hyping up the story in the match. What's happening around the story? What's we need these things? It's something that Jim Ross did all the time, man, <laughs> all the time. Um, so yeah, he, he's targeting that left leg that was injured at TLC. Uh, K.O. says that while he's beating his ass, the worst part is not it's not even your fault, man. It's Rain's fault. Uh, he says uh, your family, he's your family, and he's doing this to you. Uh, Jey Uso ends up hitting a super kick. Then uh, K.O. hits a super kick that it, it missed a little bit, but it, it was okay. It hit hit him off the, the Uso dived off the steps. Um, then he tosses Uso over the table. Uso coming off the top for the splash, misses it, comes up on that leap, limp leg. KO hits that stunner, which he does so well. He makes it look good. 
and uh, he pins Jay Uso clean. Uh, then KO says what he's gonna do. He's gonna beat uh, Jay Uso's ass. He starts beating Jay Uso's ass. <laughs> it's another stunner. Uh, KO says, uh, "Roman, come help your family, bitch." KO handcuffs Uso to the top rope, just like how Uso handcuffed him in the steel cage match. Uh, hits a super kick uh, to him, then just continues uh, destroying his leg. Tells Roman uh, to have some goddamn pride and come out uh, to face him. He then unlocks the handcuffs, puts the handcuffs together on Uso, and starts carrying him towards the uh, the front of the stage. Um throws him into the Thunderdome hits another huge super kick and Owens is about to jump off the stage and kill this man when Reigns attacks from behind boom big ass punch from behind uh, they brawl on the stage Uso somehow miraculously got to his feet after he <laughs> got destroyed like that which I, I didn't really agree with but anyway he comes to help uh, Reigns um, where am I Uso helps Roman. Oh, yeah, double chair shots from them. It was more than double chair shots. They were destroying these man, this man with the chairs. They were driving that into his big, fat belly. His belly going to be sore, man. <laughs> yeah, Owen still continues to fight back like how they, they hyped up in the beginning. He's a cockroach. He won't die, man. He'll keep fighting. I like this continua continuality throughout. Good, good, good. Uh... Yeah, he still fights back. They continue uh, just to beat his ass. Uh, Reigns bounces man's head off the the Thunderdome, some kid's face <laughs> in the Thunderdome, over and over and over again. <laughs> it was so funny. The kid is <laughs> just in the background. I don't know if it was a kid, but it was just some person. He just bob KO's head going into that guy's face <laughs> on the Thunderdome over and over and over again. Uh, and then Reigns throws that man off the top of the stage. Owens takes a great bump through two tables. And he looks dead. He looks like he's dead. And Reigns looks very strong. And that's the way it should be, man. Good shit. This is good shit. This is good how you hype up a feud. How you get me invested in watching more. I want to see where this, where this feud goes. What is Owens going to do? How is he going to get back at Reigns? I want to see this. So, overall, the, for the show, uh, I'd give it a 4 out of 10. All the show was was tag team matches. <laughs> uh, the the best part of the show was definitely the end. Um, they, they really need to establish more uh, single stars uh, on the SmackDown show. In my opinion, the Raw roster is stronger than the SmackDown roster. And isn't the SmackDown roster supposed to be the A show. I don't understand. I still think Vince, Vince McMahon has a, a vendetta of where he doesn't want Raw to get better than SmackDown still. <laughs> but uh, he's not even really the one in charge. It's more Triple H and Stephanie. But ooh, that's for another day. That's for another day. As this has been a very good review. So again, uh, 4 out of 10, I would give this uh, just a decent show. Uh, I thought they would bring a little bit more of the heat for the new year, but they really did not. But 
uh, okay show overall. So that's going to wrap it up for me. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing The Legends Night, where we have the amazing legend Alicia Fox coming back. Ooh, the foxy one making a <laughs> return. <laughs> no, there, there's going to be a, some some good legends uh, on the uh, on the show on Monday. And it should be a good show, so I'm going to check it out. And yeah, uh, like, comment, subscribe on this video. The videos, like I said, they're going to keep getting better in quality over time. I'm learning my my way on this. This is my first podcast. I hope you guys did enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I am out, brothers, sisters. Peace!